Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. Hope you guys are rocking. This is one heck of a beautiful Thursday on the panhandle of Florida. Hi, I'm Troy Dooley, the host of the Beachside CEO, and I tell you what, we are starting what I feel will be the ultimate series that we have done this year. And I tell you what, I really loved uh, Start With Why. But this one here is from my mentor. For 30 years, if I could pick one man who in my life has, has impacted me personally more than anybody else, it would be John Maxwell. Now, Tom Hopp has become my personal coach. He's somebody I can call on the phone. I work with him on a regular basis. But John has impacted my life deep at a core level. And it started back in my teens with his very first book. And over the last 30 years, I have bought every book, every CD series. I'm in his monthly mentoring program. I go to every conference that I can find where he's going to be at. I have gotten close to people around him, uh, including family members, personal family members, intimate family members, to really get a, a feel of who John Maxwell is. And I have watched the people around him who have applied his coaching and his training and his love and his teaching. I've watched them walk their walk, and I am proud to say that I wouldn't be the man I am today if it wasn't for John Maxwell and what I have learned and applied. And that's the key. The word there is applied in all of my life. And I, I, I truly am. I'm, I'm, this, is a, uh, this is his newest book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, Live Them and Reach Your Full Potential. Over the next, oh gosh, I guess this will be over the next 15 days, at least 15 working days. We're going to cover the following, the law of intentionality, the law of awareness, the law of the mirror, the law of reflection, the law of consistency, the law of environment, the law of design, the law of pain, the law of the ladder, the law of the rubber band, the law of trade-offs, the law of curiosity, the law of modeling, the law of expansion, the law of contribution. What makes this so unique, what I like about this, is I've watched John go from being a pastor at one of the first mega churches that had over a thousand people in it to becoming a New York bestseller because his teaching started impacting businesses so much to, to founding and launching one of the world's most successful leadership conferences to selling his brand, selling his business, getting totally out after he had his heart attack. And then buying back his business last year and launching it even in a bigger way to impact and influence a brand new generation who had never heard of John Maxwell. And to me, that is keeping your focus and that is constantly growing. Chapter 1, The Law of Intentionality. Growth doesn't just happen. Let me ask you a question. Life is now in session. Are you present? See, the majority of you that listen to me are in network marketing. You're in a home-based business of some type. It might be internet marketing, affiliate marketing, or something. You, you, you constantly are scouring the internet for growth. You're scouring uh, leaders. You're looking for systems. You're looking for everything. 
Nothing that you're looking for is going to help you grow your business until you fix what's inside. We have business plans. We have goal setting. But if you don't have a plan for growth, if you're not present right now, it won't work. So there's my second question. Do you have a plan for personal growth? I don't give a rip how old you are or how young you are. Do you have a plan for growth? One of my mentors when I was early on was Art Williams, and I swear he never had a plan. All he ever said was, all you can do is all you can do, but all you can do is enough. Just do it and do it and do it until the job gets done. But you know what? That was his plan. He was a coach. I've watched him grow, too. It's amazing. But you've got to ask yourself, what, what plan do you have? How do you gain insight? How do you overcome objectives? I mean, obstacles. How, how do you work harder, work longer? Do you just wait around for things to get better? What are you doing? What plan of action do you truly have? See, it's crazy. Think about this for a minute, because this is, this is the big one. We're at the end of 2012. We're in, the, we're in the second year of the second decade of the 21st century. Heck, half of us didn't even think we'd make it out of our freaking 20s. And look at where we're at. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever written down your goals? See, I found something out as I read through John's book. I started analyzing this. If you focus on goals, you may hit your goals. But that doesn't guarantee personal growth. But if you will, from this point forward, focus on personal growth, you will always grow and you will always hit your goals. I believe they're objectives, but that's a whole different training. See, this is interesting. James Allen back, I don't know, I, I read this book too when I was a little, I feel like I was young. It was, as a man thinketh, this was written long before my days, but I've read it. I love the old books. People are anxious to improve their circumstances but are unwilling to improve themselves. Therefore, they remain bound forever. You want to know one of the, one of the men that, that impacted me as a, as, a, as a kid and as a teen was my dad. Matter of fact, two, two men. Probably, my dad probably had, or my Uncle George probably had as much influence on me as my dad did. I, I, those guys, I tell you what, if they'd have been... If they'd have been born in the Wild West, they'd have been hell on wheels. I, I swear they could have tamed any wild freaking town out there. But they both have this same quirkiness about them. They remain bound to where they were at. Now you learn from your parents. But if you're unwilling to improve yourself, you always stay in the same rut in life. John calls them growth traps. And that's truly what they are. You might want to write these down. It's, it, it, these are important as we move forward. Number one is the assumption gap. I assume that I will automatically grow. Now, when we're kids, we do. I mean, our body grows. Everything you know, starts to mature. The hair starts to pop out around our mouth. You know, all of a sudden we look under our arm and we wonder, what the heck is that sprout? We pull it and it hurts. I mean, that's kind of what happens. 
And I think what happens is we just think growth is going to happen automatically too. John writes it this way. He says, I think many people carry into adulthood a subconscious belief that mental, spiritual, and emotional growth follows the same pattern as physical growth. One of the things that always it just amazes me about people, and, and this, was a, this was something that, because listen, when you're growing and you're around people, parents, uncles, aunts, mentors, you better not just be looking at the positive. You better also be looking at the negative and saying, heck, I sure don't, the heck don't want to pick that trade up. And something that I used to have, and praise the Lord, I've finally gotten rid of that. And I picked it up from somebody close to me as I, I know more than anybody else. They need to listen to me because I know more than anybody else. That's the worst freaking narcissistic ego you can get. And that's what happens. We grow and we think we know it all. But yet we haven't really grown mentally, spiritually, or emotionally. See, if you want to grow and become somebody different, it was like a song Tessa was playing in the car this morning. And it goes something like this. If it wasn't for the man that I was, I wouldn't be the man I am today. And see, that's where you have to be. You intentionally have to grow. I saw things in my life that I hated. And I learned to overcome it. Because I wanted to go out and I went out of my way to grow personally. The second thing you've got to look at is the knowledge gap. I don't know how to grow. Well, you won't know how to grow if you don't have a growth plan. But if you've got a growth plan and you will, are you willing to go out there and start learning, then you're going to grow. Heck, you started school and you didn't know diddly squat. You start into kindergarten and you'd rather fiddle fart around with the girls and play out there on the playground and do things. But eventually what happened is that you started learning arithmetic and math and stuff like that. All of a sudden, stuff became clear to you. All of a sudden, you realized it was an educational plan, and each year was a, built upon the year before. You'd go home for the summer. You'd forget what you learned. You came back to school think, man, I don't know what the heck she's talking about, and all of a sudden, it clicked with you. Well, everything but cursive, and, and even now, they're trying to get rid of that. But eventually, you got your writing down. I mean, it, it, it came. There was a plan. You joined the military, or you joined the sports team, or you joined a fraternity. There's a plan. Those people that go through life without plans suck. Here's a prime example. I had a plan six weeks ago. I walked out the front door, put the signs up at church, knowing the door wouldn't be shut behind me, and I hear click. I quickly improvised. I had two plans, two directions. I could walk down the steps, around the corner, go by the Starbucks, the Victoria's Secrets, everything, go around the corner, and go back in the door. It would have taken me maybe two minutes. Then I saw another plan, a shortcut. If I jump up on that rail, jump up on that wall, run across that wall, jump three feet onto the other wall, balance myself, I can easily jump down in the alleyway and I can be in, back in the door in a minute instead of two. I had a plan. Not all the time are our plans correct. Sometimes we're going to make mistakes. Sometimes we're going to fail. Thank goodness the doctors had a plan. And now I'm going around like a little gimp, but thank goodness I had a continual plan. I'm also sitting here 
taking 20 Empowers a day, which are a phenomenal anti-inflammatory supplement that I just happened to sell. And you know what? Because of the science behind that, that program, my foot is healing. The pain and the inflammation is going down. The calcium's growing around the bone, and I'll be back to normal. A plan. Everything in life has a plan if you're doing it right. So this cockamamie attitude of, I, I don't know how much, what to do. I don't know how to grow. Let me, let me simplify it for you. The only thing you need to focus on growing on is your attitude, your goals, your disciplines. You need to be able to measure them, and you need to have consistency. You never stop. Made it simple for you. We can get into details later. Number three, the timing gap. It's not the right time to begin. Crying out loud, most of you should have been beginning a long time ago. I got up in bed on January 13th. No, I didn't either. That was uh, that happened to be on a Friday, if I'm not mistaken, or a Wednesday maybe. I don't know. I got up three days before that. It was on a Saturday morning. I can tell you when it is. Actually, it was a week before that. I got up on a Saturday morning, told my dad I want to go up to Nolan Road. I'm going to join the Marine Corps. I had a plan. My dad said, your mom ain't going to be very happy. That's fine. That's why I'm not asking her to go with me. Got up there, sat down. guy told me what I could do. I said, here's what I want to do. He said, sign right here. He said, you want the delayed entry program? You still have a semester left in school. I said, no, I got all my credits. I'm done. I'll come back home and graduate or something, but I'll get my diploma. I'm done. I've, I'm, I've credited out. I went out of this godforsaken hellhole. Now, don't get me wrong. We lived in a beautiful neighborhood, beautiful house, and a wonderful city. But Paige had broken up with me a few months before, and life just sucked. But I figured I had a plan. If I joined the Marine Corps, I could win her back because her brother was in the Marines, and she loved him. That was my idea. If you're listening to me and you're 17, 18 years old, and you're thinking you want to win back your girl, listen, if you're going to join the Marine Corps, you better do it for the right reasons. Because trying to win back a girl because you want to join the Marines wasn't quite the best plan, but it was the best move I could have made. I love the Marines. But I knew what I wanted. I got in, signed it, and on January 13th, got on a bus, flew out of Kansas City, became a Hollywood Marine, and landed in San Diego at the Marine Corps Depot had a plan. Everything has to have a plan. Don't say it's not the right time. The time is now. Listen to this little riddle John's dad used to say. He said, there's five, five frogs sitting on a log. Four decide to jump off. How many are left? Well, of course, John, just like all of us, would probably say, well, one... And John's dad would smile and say, no, there's five. See, there's a difference between deciding and doing. Life's full of riddles. The question you've got to ask yourself, are you going to get off your doggone butt and do it? Because if you don't, then the law of diminishing intent takes place. Which means that the longer you wait to do something that you should do now, the greater the odds are you'll never actually do it. Let me tell you something. My dad usually listens to this show. I'm proud of my dad. 
My dad could have been, in my, in my mind, my dad could have been one of the greatest nature photographers this world has ever seen. His ability to click a picture, to create a panoramic view, to, to create down to the littlest detail, to this day amazes me. Never took the risk. How many of us, the law of diminishing intent is already there? One of these days, my, my, the good Lord's going to take my dad home. And I swear, I will find a way to publish and copyright so many of his photography, the pictures that he's done. I'll use them on my freaking website. I guarantee you his legacy will live on because he has some of the most magnificent photos. My mom, I think, one of these days, good Lord's going to take her home. But some of her art and some of the stuff she's created that I think should be in, in art galleries, should be out there, I guarantee you. I'll... I'll beat the heck out of my brother, but I'm going to get some of those paintings and I'm going to put them out there and I guarantee you she will have a legend. She will, Her legacy will live on through her art. See, I believe that people, you don't wait. You do it now. Don't, don't do that. Number four, the mistake gap. I'm afraid of making mistakes. Hell, we all make mistakes. What the heck are you worried about making a mistake for? You want to know one here, – here's a dude that made a mistake, okay? This is hilarious to me because I, I just love using my Bible as, as showing people who make mistakes. But here's a mistake. This could have cost this man his life. He's half asleep. The Roman soldiers come up to take Jesus away. Peter jumps up, pulls out a knife, cuts off the commander's ear. Now, you've got the freaking Roman soldiers. I mean, these are bad dudes. These are like the Marines. And they're coming after Jesus. And this dude jumps out of a sleep, cuts off the ear. Then it dawns on him, oh, crap, what the heck did I do? You want to know the greatest thing that ever happened? Jesus picked up the dude's ear, put it back on his head, thank goodness. And then through Peter's fright, not too long later, he denies that he even knew Jesus. We all make mistakes. I make mistakes. Now don't, whatever you do, listen to me. Sin is not a mistake. Okay, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through a little bit something different there. Okay. Um, that's just the way it works. I mean, there's... There's times when there's mistakes and there's times when there's sin in our lives. So don't don't mistake that. Number five, the perfection gap. I have to find the best way to start. You want to know the best way to start? Get off your doggone freaking butt. Get up and do it. It doesn't matter if you make mistakes. Just get something started. Two years ago, we were, I, I was, Bobby Schwartz, who owns the Home Business Connection, I was on the phone with him yesterday. I've got to write an article for him in his magazine. And he said, Troy, what got you started? 
in in what you're doing today? How do you how do you end up with the blog and the the radio shows and the news and and the consulting? I said, well, it was very simple. The company that I was the top distributor in said, hey, we're getting out of network marketing. I said, December 31st, I stopped being a distributor. January 1st, 2010, I started reporting. Pretty simple. wasn't too wasn't too hard. Wham, bam. I just did it, and I screwed up, and I sucked at it. And every year I get better, and I and I learn. Don't just wait till you become good at what you do. Just get out there and do it. Number six, the inspiration gap. Oh, I don't feel like doing it. Now I tell you what, my dad all his life would sit there and look at me and say, "You got a bad attitude. You better change your attitude, boy." Now th- this this is purely attitude. The inspiration. I don't feel like doing. It. My dad's got one of the pissiest, suckiest attitudes you can have in life right now. Sets around, and 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 this frustrates me because he is the toughest dude, the smartest man. I, if it wasn't for him, I sure wouldn't be who I am today. But here's what he does: he just fiddle farts around. Well, good Lord's gonna take me home. I'll just eat a little bit, watch a movie, chill out. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, he's had his knees replaced. He's had some health issues. But you can still. Have that fire in your gut. You can still go out there and do something. You can change. You know what I told him a couple of years ago? I said, you know what? If you're going to sit around and do nothing, at least do this for me. Get a doggone journal out and start telling. Just start writing down your past. And if you don't want to do it that way, tell mom, get you a cassette recorder. I want to know. I want, I want to be able to pass your legend on to my kids. I want them to know who their papa was. I want them to know. Man, my family's tough. You know, my, my great-grandpa, my daddy's side was, was uh, if you ever watched... Uh, Clint Eastwood in every which way but loose. That was my great grandpa. Okay, he was he was in what was called the the blacksmith boxing. I mean, it was bare knuckle, and he was a champ. Well, my dad's that tough, but there's a tender side too. If it wasn't for my dad showing me how he loved my mom, I sure the heck wouldn't love Paige the way I do today. So well, here's what I'm telling you about: don't you don't you don't sit around because you don't feel like doing it. You just do it and you do it and you do it. It's going to hurt. You know what? When this cast comes off my foot, the physical freaking therapy is going to hurt. But i got to do it to get back because you want to know something? Hey, this is this just irks Paige to no end. My doctors told me within a year my heel will be stronger than it was when I broke it. They said you'd be able to jump off a wall again. Now, I'm not going to be wearing Tom's shoes when I do it. But I know the pain that shot up my leg into my brain. There's times right now when I look at my leg that I relive those moments as I felt the bone crack. I'm going to jump off that wall again. See, just because I'm 48 doesn't mean that I can't do the same things I've been doing all my dadgum life. So I got a plan though because I got to go through the physical therapy. I got to get to get with the motivator, who's an all-time world champ, lives down here, goes to my church. He's going to work with me. We're going to. I'm going to make it. I'm going to do it. She just shakes her head, and she might be able to persuade me not to. But I tell you what, just because I don't feel like it, just because I know the fear is going to be there, if you don't think I'm not going to overcome that, then you don't know much about my past. See, we got to do it. Number seven is the comparison gap. 
oh, others are better than I am. You know what? I run around with the most successful network marketers in history. Orrin Woodward, Richard Brooke, Ken Dunn, Donna Johnson, uh, uh, Sarah, Sarah Robbins. I mean, the list can go on and on of people that I get to run with. I know company owners like BK Brieco and Gary Racer and Fred Nino. I mean, I, I, it is the most great. These guys are all better than I am. Better than I am, and I get to hang out with them. It isn't about comparing me. I, I, one of my, my one of my mentors over the last four, five years, ten years ago, I guess it was two thousand to, to two thousand four. Ken uh, Kevin Lehman, he he wrote something on my my wall the other day. He said, "Troy, you don't have the tenacity to build a business." And he was right because I don't build it like he does. But you want to know something? Since the day I left him in two thousand and four until today, right now, I have grown into a different type of man. I got to watching something. And you know what? I'm I'm far from the guy I'm about to announce, okay? But I found out that Jesus didn't have tenacity either. He had love. And he built one of the largest organizations the history's ever seen. And he started with 12 guys. And he wore a skirt and sandals. I wear pretty pretty maverick type clothes and and boots now. I'm not wearing Tom shoes as much as I used to. So I can do it. You know, that's the thing. Don't compare yourself. Just go do it. Surround yourself with greater people than you are. Heck, I was in Atlanta last week with Hubert Humphrey, one of the most successful network marketers in the in the 90s and, and the first, well, yeah, the 90s and early in 2000s. I mean, the, the 21st century. Listening. I never talked in that whole freaking meeting. I just listened and recorded the whole doggone thing. Don't compare yourself. Oh, others are better. Who the heck cares? Number eight is the expectation gap. I thought it would be easier than this. There ain't nothing easy. I, I laughed. Somebody the other day said, well, Troy, people copycat Vaisalus with the challenge. I said, heck, Vaisalus copycat the Marine Corps. They had the first 90-day challenge. I made it. I landed on the 13th of January. I flew out of San Diego back home on May 15th. I made it through 90 days of freaking living hell and came from a maggot to a Marine. The ultimate M&M. Listen to me. It isn't going to be easy. But here's the formula that it's going to be. Preparation, which is growth, plus attitude, plus opportunity, plus action, which means doing something about it, you know what that equals? <laughs> That's luck. Yeah, people tell me all the time, Troy, Christians don't believe in luck. I guess it depends on your definition. Because Jesus sure had a lot of luck because he was always preparing and growing. He had the right attitude. He always looked for an opportunity to help others. He always acted and told other people to act. Go and sin no more. Go and believe. You want to know something? That's what you've got to do to kick it up. So how in the next two minutes do we make the transition from where you're at into getting started and living through the law of intentionality? Number one, you've got to ask the big questions now. Where do you want to go in life? Maybe you've got a few hours left. Maybe you've got a few years left. 
Where do you want to go in life? What's the farthest you can imagine going? What legacy can you live? Forget about being a hero. Heroes die. Legends live forever. What legacy can you leave behind? What direction do you want to go now? Until the day God takes the last breath out of you, you're held accountable. And if you're not fulfilling the mission and the purpose that he puts you here on life, I guarantee you, you're going to have to answer to that. And you and him are going to have a long talk. There's somebody that needs what you have. You better get off your doggone butt and do it. Which brings us to number two. Do it. you got to do it and do it and do it. And number three is the big one, folks. you got to face the fear factor. you got to face the fear of failure, the fear of trading security for the unknown, the fear of being overextended financially, the fear of what others will say or think, the fear of success. It's time to do it. Number four, change from accidental to intentional growth. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. You can't stop. If you think I'm – this is what you're going to get for the next 15 days because I live this in my heart. Tomorrow, the law of awareness. You should know yourself to grow yourself. It's going to be fun. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in Positive Powered Radio.